Hey, if you'd like to help us keep You Hate Movies on the podcast airwaves, there's a few ways you can support us. If you want to go big, you can go to patreon.com slash youhatemovies, and for the price of a cup of coffee every month, you can get bonus episodes straight to your podcast app every single month. If you want to do something that's quick and free and easy, you can go to the Apple Podcast app and leave a glowing review of You Hate Movies. Believe it or not, this helps a lot. And while you're at it, you might as well follow us on all the social media outlets at You Hate Movies. Thanks. On to the show. Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Does the final installment in the MCU's Spider-Man trilogy really earn all its fanfare, or does it amount to little more than dorky fanfiction? Hey, Tyler. Yeah. Remember how you didn't want to do that ranking the Marvel movies? Right, because it's going to be... There, there's never going to end. This know, was so. five years ago, right? You argued this? Yeah. Yeah, because it never ends. So every year the list becomes obsolete. It really was many years ago. Can someone fact check how long ago that episode was? Not it. Abby, Google You Hate <laughs> Movies uh, Best of Marvel Studios? Must yeah, be that's what the episode's up. called over there. Mr. Media Relations, Tyler Hans. What? <laughs> Tyler works in the Media Relations Department of You Hate Movies. His office is down the hall from mine. We've got word from uh, Abigail's 2016. November of 2016. It really was. That's a long time ago. It really was. Patrick, were you being like hyperbolic when you first spoke? Spat out that number. I did, yeah. Turns out it was accurate. Exactly five years. So half a decade ago, Tyler said, let's not do this. They're going to keep making these movies. But the rest of us, we says to each other, we says, well, what's the point then? We got to rank them at some sometime. Well, if you go back and listen, I said we should do them based on phase. Is that right? Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. It does, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> we should have done that. <laughs> Is that not what we did? 2016? No, no. you just did all of them. Yeah, we yeah. must have been in... Because when did End Endgame come out? 2019? Yes. Anyway, we ranked them way back then. Yep. The point of this whole uh, anecdotal introduction is that Tyler was right. He said what we all knew because they told us they're going to m- keep making these movies yeah. forever. Seemed like a pretty easy thing to guess. Yeah. Pretty safe bet. Yeah, because they were telling us. Yeah, <laughs> they keep putting out these. Uh, here, here are titles for five years. Screens at keynote addresses <laughs> that just show bad logos of movie titles. And this is when every time one came out, it made like a billion dollars. Right. Though this was when we were thoroughly entrenched entrenched in the magic of Marvel Studios. If Marvel Studios ever had magic, if I mean, if you ever bought into that, that would have been the fa- the era. Mm-hmm. Can't use phase because that's their word for another thing. That would have been the era when that magic was in full swing. And lately, we keep going to see these movies, uh, kind of. Some yeah. some of us we is a loosely used term around here. I haven't seen Eternals yet. I haven't seen Eternals either, and I, I plan on keeping it that way. Yeah, and you guys are also waiting to see some of these until they come out on Disney Plus. What? <laughs> Would you see Shang Chi? Shang Chi. Come on, Disney Plus. Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one in a theater. Yeah. But I'll be honest, it was kind of one of those, you know, want to go to a movie? What's playing? And I was like, oh, I guess this is still in a theater. And the other guy said, oh, I would see that. It was not an eager, hooray, Shang-Chi is out. I did mm-hmm. enjoy it. I don't Did we do an episode of Shang-Chi? No. We haven't done that one or Eternals. <laughs> see, things have changed, man. You know when you hate movies is not doing episodes on the Marvel Studios movies. Things have changed. And that's what we've been talking about. Is the magic really gone? And then Marvel Studios finally in the, I guess, fall technically of 2021 puts out a new Spider-Man movie. The completion of the, shall we call it, Home Trilogy? Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. <coughs> that seems like what they want us to think, right? Yeah. Now poor Spider-Man's homeless. Spider-Man, yeah, no way home, so homeless. Spider-Man homeless, Spider-Man phone home. And this was one of those things where it was like, not only, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll go see 
that. But there's still a little flicker, at least for me. I don't know if you guys feel this way. For Spider-Man, he's one of the only characters left. You know, you look out on their release slate and it's all these movies like Eternals that you're like, I couldn't care less about Eternals personally. Uh, and I don't even know what some of these other things are. But hey, there's a Guardians movie coming out in like a million years. <laughs> I'll see that. Yeah. Doctor you know? Strange 2. Yeah, Doctor Strange 2, I guess. I guess. But seeing these Doctor <laughs> Strange, the Doctor Strange movie, the original, that was still when there was at least some of that magic to get you into the theater and you were excited about where the entire phase was going. So you'd be like, well, well, Doctor Strange doesn't seem very good, but I'll go see it because I want to know where everything's going. Right. I want to see what he's going to do with Iron Man one day. Yeah, and you know they're going to have a cameo or some mm-hmm. exciting thing. Now they're still doing that stuff. They're still connecting these movies into some super plot, and there are there are cameos, but it's kind of like who cares anymore? Who cares? Totally. Yeah, hopefully, it's rocky. Hopefully, our listeners. They will care, I think, about this if the box office is any indication, because Spider Man No Way Home is making what Tyler likes to call. Is it the the heaps of cash? Heaps. Yeah. Yeah. Of cash. This thing already passed a billion dollars. Globally. Yes, it's insane. Has it even come out in China yet either? I don't know. I know there's a hub over that. You'd think so if it's already hit a billion. In the first weekend, uh, at the conclusion of the first weekend, Spider-Man No Way Home skyrocketed to becoming the third or the second. It beat Infinity War with the final cut. Second biggest opening of all time. For Marvel movies. Of for all movies. Time. For movies. For movies. That's, that's pretty big. Yes, it beat. Or so, yeah, it was behind Endgame. Right. It's Endgame. It beat Spider-Man. the Star Wars movies, the <laughs> Harry Potter movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Avatar was the number one. Well, Avatar, no, that's highest grossing. Oh. This is biggest opening Release. weekend. Got it. But by making a billion dollars in a couple of weeks, it's definitely on track to make it crack into the. Uh, top domestic or domestic global box office of all time as well. Yeah, only a few movies. That's like you know, Fast and Furious, Transformers, Star Wars, and Marvel. That's big time stuff, man. Jurassic Park movies. Those That's tentpole movies. That Love that Fast and Furious. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, now you, you, Tyler's got people online saying that I have to watch these movies and stuff. I've got them on the line. Yeah, because you're tweet, saying an episode. I know, but you're saying, oh, we should do an episode while so, we're on the air. That's one of our Patreon subscribers, so you better do as he says. <laughs> yeah, but I recently saw that The Rock said he was never coming back, so I don't know if I want to see him anymore. Mm, that's good. That's good. But I haven't seen any of them. F9, he's lost the magic without The Rock. F9. Yeah. <laughs> F9. Exactly. So Marvel makes a new Spider-Man movie, and there's that first flicker in a long time of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I want to see what happens to this guy. Uh, So first, let's establish our uh, opinions on the home trilogy, or I guess I should say home, uh, homecoming and its sequel, Far From Home, to contextualize how we feel about No Way Home. Patrick. Yeah. You saw the Spider-Man movies. I saw them all. I've seen every Spider-Man movie in the theater. Without giving away what you thought about No Way Home, how did you feel seeing those first two Spider-Man movies? Spider-Man and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. And let's let's remind our listeners that you are our uh, home cinematic Spider-Man enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, I like them all a lot. Um, I love the Spider-Man movies. Tobey Maguire, the Garfield. The comic book character in, in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. I love all the love all the things Spidey, Spidey wise, Spidey wise. Yeah. So when it comes to the MCU's version, I think Homecoming might be the best Spider-Man movie of them all. And of I all Spider-Man movies, of all Spider-Man movies, tied or close with Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire. I thought oh that was. I still think that one's really good. Um, but I think Homecoming's probably the best. I think. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. And I think uh, Far From Home was right under it. Super great and super fun. It was outlandish. I mean, we had a whole episode on it, right? But And, and all the cool comic booky ways. So, thumbs up, I guess. I liked them a lot. 
Tyler. You, uh, let me tell the backstory on Tyler Hands. Tyler uh, Hands, uh, at one point, was one of those two cool for school guys being like, I, could, I just can't get into these. Into what? Marvel movies and these superheroes. Is, is that me? Yeah, he said, Hoppa, humbug to these. <laughs> You're like, no man looks like that without their shirt on. It's impossible. Yeah. It's not real. It's not authentic. Uh, I mean, the Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one looks like that without their shirt on. <laughs> then he came around and he decided he did like some of them. Is this, is this me? Yeah. No, I think that my uh, reputation is more just indifference. Not, not, uh, I don't, I don't have any disdain toward them. More like, uh, yeah, let's go have fun. I'll watch that once, and then let's move on with our lives. Yeah, but let's be real. I mean, when they got really good, you 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 got on the bandwagon. You were having a good time. But <laughs> I was never not on the bandwagon. I was just, you know, sitting on the back. No, he was up My front. My feet dangling off. He was up front. Wow! <laughs> Infinity War! <laughs> go back and try to listen to that Infinity War episode if you can. There's like 20 people on it. Yeah. All competing to... Mm-hmm. Vocalize their uh, just. There's an ensemble over episode the moon. to match yeah, the movie. ensemble episode. Yeah. So, what do you think about Spider Man, though? Uh, I think this Spider Man, just as Patrick said, was the best Spider Man, Tom Holland. And all of his appearances in the MCU have been fantastic. I think that him showing up in the middle of Civil War quickly concreted him, concreted him as a honorary Avenger. I feel like he's more in it than Strange or the Guardians of the Galaxy or anyone else. Like he's yeah. He's very much, I guess probably more household name, but um I thought that he his presence in the films made him a more significant character in this universe than some of the others that might have had more screen time. But now that he has his own trilogy, I think he's done very well with it. Homecoming was good. He's never really had his own though. It's always been with some sort of Avengers presence. I guess happy really comes down to it. Well, I'd, uh, of, Iron sure. Man features pretty heavily in Homecoming. In, in Homecoming, they put him on the box and everything. And uh, yep. Samuel L. was in Far From Home pretty heavily. Yeah, right. And, and Leon from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> right. great. And now we've got uh, Strange and Stark Industries. Stark Industries was a huge piece of the second one too. So he's he's uh, he's never yeah, really you know had a uh, we never had a purist experience with Spider Man, but I think that he's done really well existing in this post Avengers world that we have to acknowledge, and I thought they've done it really well. Yeah, contained his stories to a small scale while existing in a large scale. So well done with Spider Man. Wait, wait to swing him back into uh, the there he is. <laughs> I gotta say about it. He really climbed his way up. Yeah, <laughs> way to swing him yeah. back into the MCU he used and out of his legs, out of <laughs> out of Sony's hands. He eats bugs. But yeah, here he we are. The web. He's he's still caught in Sony's web. <laughs> I like uh, Spider Man uh, too. Grew up reading Spider Man comic books. Big fan of the character. I liked the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies at the time and was as flabbergasted as the rest of the whole world by Spider-Man 3. I liked, I guess, at least initially, what was the, that director's name? Mark Webb? Is, hey, that, mm-hmm. That's funny. That's right. Yeah. About it. Mark Webb, the 500 Days of Summer guy, made the amazing Spider-Man movies. And uh, the first one was kind of like, whatever, shrug. And the second one was like, okay, I guess this is getting a little more interesting. And then that was over. Um but I like Spider-Man enough to give it a shot and always felt like it was kind of like X-Men. It was like, these are sometimes uh, okay and occasionally great. Like, I agree, Sa- uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 is a great Spider-Man movie. But it felt like a huge bummer that arguably Marvel's most iconic comic book character uh, was getting the short end of the stick when these B-listers like Thor were getting really great movies. Right. Thor should not have a better movie than Spider-Man, but at the time, he did. And then when Spider-Man swung his way, as Tyler said, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Civil War, it was very satisfying and vindicated, even though that wasn't his film, per se. I remember people in the theater going bananas when... Yeah, he stole the show. He stole the show, yeah. and everyone immediately... That's really saying something, now that I think about it. He features for, I don't know, he's got 15, 20 minutes of screen time in Civil War. Yeah. And uh, everyone was already saying that Tom Holland was the best Peter Parker, the best Spider-Man. 
Yeah, his time on screen in Civil War was just, he had like a hundred punchlines to everybody else's. Everybody was had to just set him up and he got a punchline. It's like he got all the laughs in that whole uh, yeah. fight scene. And he's the only actor to do it that actually looks like he could be in high school. Right. As opposed That's to these true, just yeah. grown men. <laughs> yes, Toby McGuire was just like a grown tail man walking around that high school campus sitting in the cafeteria. <laughs> Andrew Garfield pulled it off. He was a little better, yes. Tom Holland, he's in his like early 20s, still playing someone that's in high school. Yeah. And it's not he's that short. much of a stretch. Somehow he has a boyish ch- charm about him. I don't know. I like Tom working. Holland as an actor. He's got a lot of range. And then we go and see No Way Home, which is obviously not only set apart from all the Spider-Man movies to date, not just the MCU Spider-Man movies, but the previous Spider-Man movies. It is completely set apart from all pre-existing Marvel movies in such a huge and bizarre way that it's kind of difficult to review. But we got to try. So, Patrick, <laughs> now that we know you love Spider-Man and you love these movies, what are your um, what is your tweetable review and your kicks on Spider-Man No Way Home? Um. My kicks would be four out of five because I thought Spider-Man No Way Home was super fun and uh, I loved loved watching it. I enjoyed the whole, the whole thing and I thought it was just a great time. Now, I would put a little parentheses under it and say it, some of the plot points were uh, ridiculous <laughs> and I don't understand how the story makes sense at all. But to the credit of the movie... In the moment, I could see, like, that doesn't make any sense, but I didn't care because I was enjoying it so much. Tyler has a faraway yeah. look in his they eyes. They got you. They did. They, they got totally you. got yeah. me. They took advantage of your affection for the Spider-Man character. Mm-hmm. They put them all in there. Now, listen, I'm not as easily fooled, so I'm only going to give it three and a half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> a scathing review. <laughs> uh I feel like it's it's very similar to what everyone was feeling during Endgame. It's like this sense of uh, excitement, and like you're just waiting for the moment for what you think is going to finally happen, and it does. And you're like, "This is great." It's like it's they they somehow it's that a they they pulled on that emotional investment that you've had in the movies for <laughs> decades. What? 20 years now. Oh, yeah. yeah. 20 years of Spider-Man all coming together on screen at once. Never thought that would happen. Never would have seen it. Except for the movie they already did it. With the animated right, the, the animated one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that has the exact same plot. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought that it was fun and dumb, uh, but it, it did really well to... Really, I, I think in a lot of ways play service to the fans but not in a not in a like condescending or ridiculous way i thought it stayed true to marvel cinematic standards while trying to create a unique experience and really i feel like i said there's a lot with uh films like this is that it was an eventuality it was inevitable if they're gonna if they're gonna start teasing the multiverse if they're gonna start if they're gonna have what's her name from dr strange tilda swinton up on a rooftop with the hulk talking about multiple realities they'd eventually got to get into them right it's like Chekhov's gun you can't you can't talk about multiple realities without eventually well, going well, doing it, it yeah. go into those realities yep. yeah so now we know the strange is going to get into it now here we are with spider-man because this is the most famous so if they're going to do it they did it well and i liked it yeah i liked it too i have all the same exact same uh praise for the movie as you guys but I do have um, some kind of side by side, almost paradoxical critique, because the critique seems really strong uh, to apply to a movie that I really enjoyed. Like both of you guys, thought it was fun, thought it was dumb. Uh, really enjoyed, like Patrick said. I was never bored, and I was I did stop and go wait what a few <laughs> times in the movie. 
but never to the point where I, you know, kind of my suspension of not not even disbelief, but entertainment snapped. I was still really entertained the the entire time. And even if you try to fight the charm of the movie, it's kind of hard. You just can't do it. Like right. something about the ridiculousness of the scene with the three, you know, or not even the three Spider-Men, the two previous Spider-Men. <laughs> Coming through the portals, they prefer Spider Man's actually. Spider Man's, yeah. They uh, they want to remain individuals, but you can still apply a plural. Gotcha. Spider Man's, yeah. Um, it was so obvious what was going to happen, and it didn't make a ton of sense. But you know what's going to happen, and then it happens, and you part of your at least my brain was just like, "What is going on? This doesn't make any sense." But then the other part is like, "Wow, look." They're both there. Mm-hmm. And, and then you start thinking works. all these things like, man, they they got to come back and put on those outfits again. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have people in your theater cheering? Oh, yeah. They were going bananas. Now, there, there's gasps. something to be said about the gasps. theater experience because it's making all the heaps. Uh-huh. We went and saw it opening night, and there was like a line of people going into the theater because it was so packed. Every theater yeah, it was had packed. to be sold out. And the cheers were it was like watching Endgame again. Uh-huh. Everybody was cheering at all the right parts and laughing and like, you know, it was, it was a lot a, of fun. It was exhilarating. It was yeah. a respectful. Uh, there was like a couple of the annoying Star Wars type fans that have to yell out the name of the character they see. Uh-huh. It's like, I know up oh, Toby. Uh-huh. Yes, that's his name. Thank yeah. you. We know who that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> or they just clap over recognition. We all recognize who this person is. Even so, uh, it was a blast, a blast to watch in a the theater, a lot of fun. Now, my critique, maybe this can be my our, our springboard into the rest of this conversation, is that as fun as it was and cool as it was, in some ways it also seemed like a disservice to that particular trilogy because the previous two movies... Um, it's almost like the difference between <laughs> here you're surprised I go this way, the 2014 Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's like, well, if you like this idea, you'll probably like both. But one is like a serious, self-contained, almost like dark melodrama, and the other one's just like balls to the wall bananas. It's just so absurd, and it just went for it. This is like they, you know, they were really taking Peter Parker's emotional arc, even though it's a ridiculous superhero movie and where he was going, what it meant for him to have to kind of fill the shoes of uh, Tony Stark in a way. That was the whole thing in uh, Far From Home and taking up his mantle and how Tony had been like a father figure to him. And then this new movie, in a lot of ways, felt like uh, fan fiction. Yeah. And also, yeah. by the time it ended, I kept thinking to myself, oh, yeah, they're just... They're, that was a, a lot of the ways that the story turned was, one, to play into just giving the fans what they want, and then really so that they could detach um, Spider-Man from the MCU. That's how it felt at the very end. Yes. It's like, oh, well, now he's cut ties literally <laughs> with <laughs> everybody <laughs> and everything. Goodbye, Spider-Man. Yeah, and it seemed like, I mean, they they were concerned with giving respect and closure to those previous franchises and the people that cared about them, which is a neat thing to do, I guess, but they had to crowd that in to this Peter Parker's story. And yes. normally the impressive thing about these ensemble Marvel movies that we end up saying in all these episodes is like, man, how do they write these great ensemble movies where it feels like each character is dealt with in a really respectful and robust way. You know, we've been saying that since the first Avengers movie on, like, especially when you certainly, when you get to like infinity war and Endgame, you're like, there's so many threads and they all feel really satisfying. This movie seemed like it had to do a lot of really weird stuff to make this ridiculous concept happen at all. Yeah. And then they just were like, Whatever, screw it. It's almost they had to do the Toy Story thing with like, why does Buzz act like a toy when if he thinks he's not a toy, why does he act like a toy when people come out? And then later the screenwriters just like, ah, we just hope no one would notice. 
<laughs> right. That's a real right. story. So they're doing things like, oh, Jamie Foxx comes out, and you know, in the previous movie, he was like a shiny blue electric man. He famously didn't like that. I don't know if he was behind the new decision. Now he's just Jamie Foxx. Yeah, but his when he wasn't a, a shiny blue electric man, he was an unattractive... Yeah, he had a comb over. And bad teeth and bad stuff like teeth. that. Yeah. yeah. And then he just came out as sexy, real-life Jamie Foxx. And the way they explain uh, it, he's just like, dang, I got a new body. He's that even was it. acting <laughs> like Jamie Foxx. He wasn't acting like the other Oh, guy. he was... Acting supremely like Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Fox. he was just being Jamie Foxx. Not like a bumbling uh, yeah. dweeb scientist. Yeah, I think but Jamie hey, Fox I, said, I laughed. He I had the biggest laugh in the in the movie for me. Y'all were trying to act like I'm not naked. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. That was I. I, I that was the funniest laugh for me. No, the biggest one for me was Jamie Foxx asked, "Are these your Legos?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. No response. <laughs> yeah. No follow up. Yeah, and then say that's another thing. It's like, okay, so he comes in. He's just not that character. He is the character, but he's not the character anymore. Yeah, Why? he said, I've I've got a, my body back, or I'm in a new body. And then later on, he's like, you like my new suit or something, my new look? It's like, he yeah, said, just changed Spider-Man, you like that new new? Yeah. yeah. So why don't, we, why don't we take, let's just ask all the questions that don't make sense, and maybe we can answer them. Uh, okay. All right, how about this? It's a round of WTF. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> WTF, Spider-Man, No Way Home. We really should do this more because when Tyler did this segment on the uh, Alien <laughs> Covenant episode, it really opened my eyes. It really did. It helped <laughs> me appreciate the thing. My personal favorite that I still talk about is why did David drop the goo bombs over the engineer civilization and then fly several miles away and crash the ship? It's <laughs> uh, a great question. So, WTF, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh if you're going to immediately transition from battling these murderous psycho villains to just taking them up to your apartment to quickly make a m- potion that's going to send them home, why would you leave the most threatening <laughs> and aggressive <laughs> and terrifying looking of all villains alone in the truck. In, a, in a van? Yeah. Well, and they it, just said, oh, it, he's in the it, van. And said, oh, he wanted to stay in the truck. So he that, said he'd that. be good. Yeah, this is the screenwriter said, like, because I need him to get out in a second. Mm-hmm. I know, There's no could, other way for him to go down there. He could have, yeah, bring him up and then he could just, I don't know either. It's I so bet dumb. the effects people were like, don't make us cram that thing into the, into the apartment, <laughs> yeah. into the yeah. condo. <laughs> yeah. Also, Spider-Man, if uh, Spider-Man's buddies, which I like his his friend group, I think they're great characters, one of them's got magic powers he didn't know about, and he can open the portal, and he brings out two Spider-Mans all of a sudden. Why would you stop? Why don't you bring out a whole army of Spider-Mans to keep stacking the deck for your side? Especially when they specifically said, just keep going until you find our Peter. Yeah. They found two. Then they, got, they got scared. They're like, this is too many Peters. Because then Tobey Maguire showed up and said, I know you're Peter. Let's go find him. And then they like, got distracted. How would he know him? He said he, was, he said he was watching or like was he's got a sense right or something i, I think he said because he really he realized he's in a different universe and he was like watching them or like g- googled them i don't know <laughs> he he maybe them. saw them on the giant okay. tvs that are everywhere always okay yeah yeah that's fair my big wtf is how did they get the world to turn on peter parker so quickly i mean there's people attacking him in the streets immediately Without asking any questions. Right. That yeah. one dude jumped the, off a car trying to grab the him. The instant that the news is being broadcast. But he's also being celebrated as saving the world from Thanos. They turned on him so fast. Yeah, this 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 superhero out of nowhere just accused him of, of being the bad guy. And like, yeah. oh, and everyone we in believe theory Magneto. I mean, knows Magneto. This is Magneto <laughs> Mysterio. Mysterio. Everybody These knows. These guys have the dumbest names. Who Spider-Man is and what Spider-Man has done for the world. Eventually, it stands the reason that conspiracies could proliferate and people could turn. But the only way people knew Mysterio was now, I guess in the movie, he was kind of pretending to be a hero for a little while. Yeah. He was. That was so why thing. wouldn't they at least be divided? More divided. Or questioning, because clearly Spider-Man's been around. He's trusted by the Avengers. Why would they? Because Tony Stark's gone, and now it's 
got no one to they vouch have for a bad him. Guy. I don't know, but the scene that followed that when he immediately webs Zendaya away, uh, that was really great because that was the first time that they ever depicted like, you know, in the movies, there's always the romantic thing like, oh, he swings with Mary Jane and it's like, she's like, hoo, hoo, yeah. hoo. But they shot it as if it was this absolutely terrifying, <laughs> like she's screaming for her life. And it looked like it too. It created yeah. like the sense of like, oh, that looks terrible. Yeah, you could tell they were going through the list of Spider-Man uh, tropes that they had to check off before the end of the movie. That being one of them. You yeah. swing around with Mary Jane. You got to deliver the famous line. You got to... Yeah, that finally made it in there. Yeah, yeah. you got to lose a loved one. Yeah. Yeah. WTF, Spider-Man, No Way Home. If in another universe, Peter Parker is Tobey Maguire... And in that Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker universe, J. Jonah Jameson is played by, what's his face? Whiplash. J.K. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Then how is he also J.K. Simmons in Tom Holland's Peter Parker Spider-Man universe? It's the same reason the Spider-Man outfits all kind of look the same. Sometimes the universes get close. <laughs> what? I don't think they thought that one all the way through. Right, because J.K. Simmons is the same guy in two universes. Yeah. Yeah. He's got different hair. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He's bald in No Way Home, and he has the comic book haircut in the Tobey Maguire movies. And his show really took off. <laughs> it was like in the beginning, he was a basement-dwelling YouTuber. Yeah, that yeah. was dumb. And then the next day, he was yeah. in the studio. He's selling supplements and stuff. Almost instantaneously, he yeah. became you know the parody of the uh, that fat guy that yells on the internet. Right, but hey, WTF, yeah. Spider Man! If you're pulling bad guys from different universes in different periods of time, so time isn't relevant to the time they come to it. It's just people who know he's Peter Parker. It stands to reason that Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy are walking around the city. Shouldn't Andrew Spider Man? realize this and try to go find her right away and say, hey, don't let me break your neck. Especially since everybody else had been pulled in the moment before they died uh, by Spider-Man. By Spider-Man. Gwen Stacy died by Spider-Man on accident. Yeah. But I guess you could argue that almost all of them died accidentally by Spider-Man. Sandman didn't die. Lizard didn't die. Uh, what happens in the at the conclusion of the amazing Spider-Man. The lizard just turns back into the Yeah, because that's the guy. He's like, I already made it once. I can do it again. Right. So some of that self-aware humor, well, I guess I should say all the self-aware humor was funny, but it was also a little, it was like almost Gremlins 2 meta. Mm -hmm. they, uh, the whole line about like, man, this guy... He tried to turn everyone in New York into a lizard. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're just now they're just talking about the movies and what the movies were like. Yeah, but at the same time, they tried to tie up a lot of the emotional uh, storylines as well. You see, you see um, Andrew Garfield saving MJ and then getting all worked up. Yeah, that was great. But why didn't he just go save his girlfriend? That was such a huge moment for him. Why wouldn't he? Have, I know the answer why. So right. I didn't want to make that happen in this movie. It's not a movie about that. But hey, then their logic makes yeah. us ask these questions because Doctor Strange like, everybody in every universe who knows who the Spider-Man is, Peter Parker, is right. coming. So when the sky's all torn up and you see the shape of that rhino guy, which Andrew Garfield's thing about, oh, some Russian guy in a rhino suit. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassed. That was funny. Oh, that was funny. But you see the silhouette of the rhino guy up in the sky. Shouldn't you know Emma Stone and Kristen Dunst should have been up there too? Well, it's the, uh, they when it already. gets to the sky, it's just the other realities breaking through at that point because he broke the spell. It doesn't have anything to do with who knows he's Peter Parker. It just no, it has, did. That's what he was saying at the very end. He's up on top of the um, of the Statue of Liberty. He said, and it said all the people that know who you are are breaking through from these other realities, and that's why he said they need to forget me. Yeah. Because you can see the rhino guy. Yeah, otherwise, his, what was the point of everybody forgetting him? The whole point was that the people, people who knew he yeah. was Spider-Man would go back. These realities breaking in because they know him. Okay, well, then the movie makes a little more sense because they're just saying just a few trickled through at first. Yes. 
the characters we want to be in this movie right yeah. first <laughs> right but not emma stone because we can't afford her right and, and electro for some reason even though he doesn't know who spider-man is and he clearly said so in the movie well then he knew peter parker nope because he said i thought you'd be black well, yes. no that he was just he making knew a joke. peter parker they were friends because Peter Parker says a bunch of nice. But he Andrew didn't know who he didn't know Peter Parker was Spider Man. Yeah, Andrew Garfield made a bunch of nice comments about him, and he said, I, "I know, I know him. He knows me. They were friends." And then he tried to save him. Whether or not he knew Spider Man wasn't the point. It was everybody who knew Peter Parker. No, it's, everybody who knew Peter Parker was Spider Man. Oh, uh, yeah. was that specific? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So he didn't know, and he came through. Right. I mean, I'm grateful. Maybe Fox. he knew in his heart. <laughs> in his heart, yeah. yeah. Even though in the movie he said he didn't. So you you help poor yeah. people and you're from Queens. I always thought you'd be black. Got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. And the whole crowd's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what that means. I remember in uh, Homecoming, they mentioned Yeah, there Miles. was a reference to him in for Dan, uh, not Danny Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover's <laughs> Donald character. Glover, yeah. yeah. Donald Glover's cousin or something was Miles. He says I got a nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we're supposed to be like, oh. <gasps> Remember you saw uh, Spider Verse. Remember that he has a Miles has an uncle. That's yeah. a bad. That's who Donald Glover's character was. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, so Venom is there because of a hive, hive mind, hive mind. But some of his goo didn't get cold pulled back. Now, yeah, okay. So the first thing I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because Tom Hardy's Venom does not know. He doesn't even have Spider Man, so he doesn't know that Peter Parker's Spider Man. Why would he be there? But then there's something in the Carnage movie where he talks about how the hive mind, like ex- knowledge, extends across multiple universes. Blah. They clearly just put that in there so, so they could make this connection. Right. So that's fine. Whatever. It's stupid, but he's there. Yeah, uh, we're talking about Tom Hardy's mid-credit stinger. Yeah, but then yeah. he gets Don't sucked have to away. Watch Venom now. Yeah, everybody in the crowd started uh, groaning and booing when he disappeared. They're like, because when he first flashed on and they saw him, they went crazy. Yeah. And then he, you know, spazzed out and they went, no, no. Then that little goo was there. I'm like, why would it leave? Why would the spell leave part of the goo? Mm, totally. And only part. Why wouldn't it leave all the goo? Yeah, I don't know. That's the case. And can the, the symbiote doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't just like make a new guy if a little goo gets left somewhere. I don't know. Why wasn't Spider-Man wearing his awesome suits at the end of the movie? Well, the um, with the nanotechnology, because it was holding Doc Ock's tentacles. In he place. gave it back. Yeah, as soon as he got better. Right. Yeah. But then he put it on after. He had then. it back on. He put it on after he got. He it just back. wasn't using. He wasn't using the Iron Man suit anymore. Why not? I know. Good question. He used the spider legs. I don't know why he didn't use them. Maybe people because kept. You know, this is even Josh's criticism is that their Spider Man's turning too much into Iron Man. Well, I mean, I know that I, the reason is they want to make more toys. I'm sure, but still, uh, he was so concerned about getting that suit clean, he had to turn it on inside out just to keep wearing it. I'm like, why would you wear that? You got that magical suit with the talking lady in your head. Yeah, mm-hmm. where was she? Oh, they well they said that. Oh, this might yeah, answer where was that. Jennifer Connelly. They said that they apprehended all the Stark technology. Because of all the stuff that happened in Far From Home, they took it all back. Who took it back? The government. The same company. The, the, the drones? Yeah. They took it all from Happy. They took it and took the systems that are down now because uh, it's the same company that was cleaning up everything at Homecoming, the uh, Vulture worked for or whatever. Oh. No, the, that took the job from Vulture. Took the job from Vulture. They cleaned it all up, took it away, so maybe his technology wasn't working anymore. Okay. But they didn't tell us that. This is a little bit of a prometheus thing here. You know, we're just trying to put together the... No, there's a shot of them uh, with all the drones spread out and them having apprehended everything. And yeah, then but in when, the movie, he's wearing the suit, Peter, and then later he's not. But then when Peter Parker sees that one crate in Happy's condo, he, he goes, oh, Happy, or whatever. Like, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have this. Yeah. that's why, oh, Okay, that's why I said that. But then later he was so excited that it was like a... Magic machine that makes anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was very convenient. It was a very ex machina. <laughs> you need that. Yeah. So that solved their problem. And they, you know, made the magic stuff to fix everybody in seconds. Who all was de aged? 
I read that the Doc Ock guy was de-aged. He had to be, man. He'd be so baggy right now. But Willem Dafoe was already baggy, and he didn't look any baggier. Willem Dafoe's timeless. The he more, really the went more. for it. He was ready to be that guy again. Yeah, he was. He and Doc it. Ock got a ton of screen time. Yeah. I was, was surprised good. how early on Doc Ock had a ton of lines. Yeah, and he comes out. They really expected the audience to be fresh off of viewing of Spider-Man 2 because <laughs> he came out and I haven't seen Spider-Man 2 in years and years right. and years. All of his dialogue on the bridge? Yeah, the first thing he said was the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. I was like, oh yeah, I guess he says that. And yeah. Or maybe everyone's like like me and they just happen to remember once you hear it said, you think of the movie. Yeah. But they were saying all kinds of stuff like that and there was a line where Willem Dafoe said you know uh, i'm something of a scientist myself and our audience went crazy like really you're <laughs> yeah. the lines from the first spider-man movie mean a throwaway line means that much to you he does they were like Whoa! <laughs> he's a scientist too and that when he says that line he's like because i've been studying nanotechnology in the original movie spider-man in the original movie yeah. he's constantly fighting scientists the Green Goblin's a scientist. The Lizard Guy's a scientist. Electro's a scientist. Everybody's in on the science. No Iron wonder he made that magic fixer so fast. He had to get yep. the, he had to get those self-aware tentacles out of uh, Doc Ock's brain, and then he's like, "Oh, I feel better now. I'm yeah. super good." But then here, okay, WTF? No way home. Now Doc Ock is good. He's on Spider-Man's team. He's hel- he helps him solve everybody else's problems. Sure. Right? Then the Spider-Men's, the Spider-Men's. Man's. Man's. <laughs> no, no, now they're like a, um, you know, a, a firm, a law firm, Spider-Men's. Spider-Men's, yeah. <laughs> the Spider-Men's go to the Captain America Statue of Liberty to square off with the bad guys, super bad guy ensemble, but not before they have... 30 minutes of a bro comedy where they just make jokes about the other movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah that was funny, though. That was funny. They have their big battle. Everything hangs in the balance. And Dr. Octopus waits until everyone's almost dead to be like, ta-ta. Took him a little while to get there. What's he doing? Why he's, didn't he go with them? Hidden. You have giant... But you almost killed the Spider-Man in this universe in your first battle. You're clearly very powerful. Come with us. Come help. Well, fight he was these being attacked. Guys. He was running for his life at the end of the condo scene. He was. Oh, because they busted. They all busted in there. Yeah. No, he was running from Green Goblin. He. There's a shot of him jumping. In yes. The next building. Green Goblin goes crazy, mm-hmm. and then the cops or whoever. The why they shoot Spider Man? WTF? Shooting the guy, shooting the him. cops came in at the end and they shot him. You they started shoot shooting him. at Spider Man. Shoot right, Why? but there's no, there's no <laughs> risk in this movie. Right, he gets shot, he's fine, and he bounces yeah, he, back right I away. Mean, he's and, back to fighting and swinging. Yeah, and Tobey Maguire gets stabbed in the back like a scary. Like, oh man, they they're he's gonna dead. kill this guy, and then they make the joke. Oh, I've been stabbed before. Oh, you're hurting, huh? Yeah, I don't understand why. He wasn't a lot of Why pain. right in that he gets stabbed? if it's going to be of zero consequence because the movie in the moment wants you to think it really matters. They yep. have the quintessential, his mm-hmm. arms are up and you tight close up on his face and dun, 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 and it freezes. <gasps> gasp, the theater gasp. And we see the thing. No, it it's of absolutely no yeah. consequence whatsoever. He just walks it off. Where was everybody cheering in your theater, Tyler? My theater was about a quarter full. It was fantastic. And people were still cheering. Yeah. Did they go crazy when they saw uh, Daredevil? <laughs> no. Nobody nobody knew Daredevil. Really? Yeah. I think our movie theater, that might have got the biggest yeah. reaction of the movie. You couldn't hear what was being said. But it was going so crazy. Did they recognize Daredevil immediately or once it got that brick? No, immediately. When they There's said a the shot. It yeah. starts with... I that I remember it vividly because of the reaction. There's a close up on the cane and the camera pulls back and you can see Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock and they just started yes. You could hear it revving up too when you saw the cane, you could hear a collective gasp start building in the room. 
And I missed the, everything he was saying in the beginning. They were just clapping uh, and going crazy. And I, you know, I was, was just, one of them. I talking about, yeah. Yeah. He's just talking about being a lawyer. Yeah. Now, I'll sit next to Josiah, and Josiah took his shirt off and threw it at the screen. He was so excited. <laughs> he started running around. Yeah, he pulled off his <laughs> pants and ran away. <laughs> now, listen, I've never seen the Daredevil series. Yeah. That's the same actor. Yes. Same actor. Yeah, because I, I didn't, I, I only guessed it was Daredevil based on being blind <laughs> part. Yep. Yeah. That <laughs> and, then and then later catching that brick. Yep. Yep. That's him. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, that was that great. was a really well-thrown brick. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and well-caught, equally well-caught. Here's As an aside, uh, that was really exciting and vindicating. and be like, hooray, he's in a movie. If the season one of Daredevil could be counted as a Marvel movie, it would be in the top five. Mm-hmm. Really good. Of the Marvel movies. Hmm. Maybe we should watch it. Is it still on Netflix? Yeah, no, there's, I there's highly three recommend the first season. The second season's fine, still fun, but that that first season is a thing of beauty. It's weird they're bringing in a Netflix property now. Yeah, I mean, because they're not going to mess with the ones that bombed. I'm sure they're just dead. Yeah, you guys didn't watch like, any of those shows yet? Nope. No. no, not a single Marvel Netflix thing. Okay, well the the bad guy in Daredevil. Is the bad guy in Hawkeye, the Kingpin? The Kingpin, same actor. Got so it. now it's all in that. It's all in there, yeah. Daredevil at least is getting migrated in. Seems like. Uh, seems yeah. Like hey, why did they WTF? Why did they make Spider-Man at Christmas time? And then why did he have to swing over the ice ice rink at Rockefeller Center? Why did it? Why was that final shot some sort of weird acknowledgement of Hawkeye? I don't know. I thought it would be more tied in, honestly. I, I would have been better if the you know, the tree was like knocked over or something. Yeah. How do you know that? You say you didn't watch the show. I've seen so I've seen Hawkeye. Oh, you saw Hawkeye. You didn't watch the Netflix shows. I don't watch the Netflix shows. Okay. I've yeah. seen the Disney Plus. <laughs> it has to be on Disney Plus for Tyler. Because they're like the real Marvel properties and it's, these other I ones know. are like uh, some other obscure thing. Yeah. It seemed very strange that, that would be ha- well, maybe because Spider Man takes place earlier in the Christmas season and Hawkeye is later in the Christmas season. <sighs> Christmas not, not according to release schedule. Not according to release schedule. I All guess right, so maybe. Here's I guess my maybe. If the, did the last episode of Hawkeye come out right after Spider-Man released? Yeah. God, that is such a dedication to watch them in that order. It is because they teased Kingpin the day before Spider-Man came out. Does he do it up on there? Mm-hmm. Here's my final gripe, and it's about the ending of the movie. So I actually thought that uh, that whole idea was interesting and it made for a kind of tragic conclusion to the movie. And ever since uh, the previous movie, Far From Home, yeah, the chemistry between Tom Holland and Zendaya is really, really charming. It's fun to see. They're dating in real life. Yeah, I, th- I, read, that. I, I read that afterward. Either way, their on-screen chemistry is great. They were really funny and fun in the second yeah. movie and believable. Usually, like that whole teen romance thing is not that fun to watch. Yeah, Zendaya is great. She's yeah. great. And their thing was very believable in this movie. And the whole, you know, he had to run and explain what was going to happen. And she was obviously um, very distraught. It was, it was believable to me. I liked that. And that scene of him going in there and, you know, Concluding that they're better off without him because they seem yeah. happy and he, he sees the cut. He butterfly affected it. He butterfly affected it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that was great. I thought that that was like a satisfying conclusion to this particular trilogy. And not only that, but this whole version of Spider-Man deviated in such a big way from the archetypical Spider-Man legend from the Marvel comic books, which is Spider-Man's kind of always been the disliked superhero. He's resented in his own city because of the Daily Bugle. He's been made out to be a criminal. That's kind of like the part and parcel of the Spider-Man mythology. They did it in the other movies. But in this one, Spider-Man gets to be a good guy right away. He gets to be integrated into the Avengers, and he has a pretty great time. And There's no Daily Bugle making fun of him. There's no J. Jonah Jameson out to get him. 
They brought Did he just that show up in the second one? At the very yeah, in the last few. How seconds. did this man who was shooting in his apartment get so much airtime? I know why is he central? playing right in Times Square or yeah, whatever? Times Square, was. yeah. But he's in there now, and now they've they've kind of gotten the Spider-Man mythology back to the place where it usually would have been with the dead family member and the great power, and now everyone hates Spider-Man, and no one knows who he is. That's, right. that's the classic Spider-Man mythology. So to resolve the trilogy in that way is pretty cool. Instead of starting there, they ended it there. I thought yeah. that was creative. But it felt tacked on to the fan fiction movie. It did. It felt like most of the movie, we let some guys on the internet <laughs> like just write down every awesome thing you'd ever want to see. Put all the Spider-Men in one movie, all the bad guys, have them fight, make jokes about the other movies, and they did it, and they did a good job. And then they actually brought in the real Marvel screenwriters at the end to be like, now can you re- resolve? Yeah, make it an emotional thing. Yeah, that felt weird. Uh, and I feel like the whole thing could have been avoided, you know? <laughs> well, sure. <Yeah. laughs> but then think about it like this. How Endgame ended with Tony dying and it set Peter on his journey to like deal with his stuff in that way. And it showed, you know, Peter at the funeral and all this stuff. And throughout the movie, we saw Tony with pictures of Peter in his house. You know, he's obviously attached to this kid. He comes back and it's, it's a whole thing. Where the heck is Pepper Potts? Why won't she help out <laughs> this kid? She's a billionaire. She, she can do anything. Right. She just, all he needs is someone to vouch for him. Yes, she could get him into any school. She could just put him on the payroll and let him come work at a thing. They, or yeah. make him an Avenger, paying to be an Avenger. Yeah, who's leading the Avengers at this point? I thought he was like, I thought they were setting it up for him to be the new leader of the Avengers. That was a cool, I thought so too. I thought that was a cool misdirection the series went in. But still, does but, she just not care? Is she a terrible person? Kind of. Part of me thinks, after having said that that conclusion is an interesting way to go about it, part of me thinks it would have been more interesting and certainly the bolder, more creative choice to just forego the typical Spider-Man legend altogether, not have Spider-Man become the hated figure and lose a family member and the great power and all that, and just put him on a trajectory to become the next Tony Stark proper the way that they kind of promised in the second film by you know the company is in trouble and the name stark name is uh maybe in shambles is too dramatic word but it's at least in question so he has to like tony stark kind of begin again build this new thing i don't know stark property and weapons have had a bad reputation for the whole franchise i know but then he became this beloved he saved the world iron man he saved until the universe the, a couple until times the enhanced twins you know got angry at him about his bomb yeah a lot of people out there angry about his tech mm-hmm. can't a man start over just like robert downey yeah but <laughs> where was pepper right What did you think about Spider-Man No Way Home? Were you caught up in the web of its endless fan service, or did you swing right over every attempt to appease the inner fanboy or fangirl within? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com. Hey, while you're there, you might as well do a few things. You can listen to more than a hundred episodes of You Hate Movies. In fact, it's creeping up on 200 episodes any time now. But if you want even more episodes of You Hate Movies, did you know that we publish two bonus episodes every single month at patreon.com slash youhatemovies. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can get extra, reliable, up-to-date movie news from the cast and crew of You Hate Movies. And that, I think we can all agree, is very, very important stuff. You can also follow us on social media. All the things are at You Hate Movies. And if you want to do something that's free and quick and easy and actually supports You Hate Movies in a big way, go to the Apple Podcasts app, leave a glowing review of You Hate Movies. Five stars explaining how it saved your life and all the other stuff that I'm sure is totally true.